Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I hope that you are doing so wonderful today as we are almost on the first month of 2023. How are we feeling? Oh, I know this time of year can be really, really difficult for so many reasons. One, I think it's still freaking cold and dark. It's snowy and cold. Did I say cold? It's cold. We finished the holidays. I think we're all coming down from the hype of the fall holidays. And sometimes it can kind of leave either an emptiness or just kind of a heavy feeling that can happen around this time. So I'm just wanting to check in with you to see how you are feeling, how you are doing, and checking in with yourself. I think the end of January can also be a time if you are someone who has a difficult relationship with food, with your body, if you had set some goals for the years, this is a time where things start to slowly come off. And that can feel very distressing, very disempowering, can leave us feeling very frustrated. So again, just wanted to check in with you wherever you are on your journey, checking in how you are feeling at the end of this month. And now I wanted to take almost like all the data that we can have, all the emotions that we have, and just checking in to see how we can continue. I know for me this time of year, I'm definitely feeling a little bit of the, the down coming from the holidays and then started the year running with the eating disorder program, starting the bounce program being open, all of the things that are happening behind the scenes of the practice and face fronting with our, with our clients too. So definitely feeling, you know, we started off just doing so many things. This year, I also got the chance for the first time to travel. So actually last week, I was in Vegas for a work business related trip, which I have never done in the last five years of owning my practice. I've never really had a business trip, but now I feel like a real business person because I've had my first business trip, which feels pretty special. But yeah, I'm definitely feeling you know, excited for the year to continue. And I'm really loving not having that like January, like end of January, like, oh my God, like, am I going to stick to this diet anymore? I remember in the past, the end of January was always my like, I hated it so much because it's either I had already given up on the diet or I was chill trying to push so hard and try to prove that this time was going to be different and like using any last bit of motivation and capacity I had. And I just hated it. So it feels so good to not, not really have to worry. Relationship to body is pretty stable and it's not something that's really on top of mind. And today I wanted to talk about the different signs that are indicators that our relationship to food is not 
ideal. And some of these things are very much normalized by the society that we live in. And I think there are risk factors or just kind of indicators that a relationship to food is not ideal that really go unnoticed because so many people feel this and it's so common. But just because something is common doesn't mean that it's right. And in this case, a lot of these things just is not how it needs to be. So in this episode, I want to talk about a few red flags, a few things that if you are feeling this way, I would highly invite you to just kind of question, look at your relationship to food and start asking yourselves those questions. And then we're going to talk about what are the steps and what are the things that you we can do to start having a better relationship with food. So one of the first things that I want to name, and I think that is maybe a little bit more known, but it's feeling any shame or guilt when we eat certain foods, or if we eat amounts that are larger than what we think we should, right? So any guilt or shame that we feel around food is not part of a healthy relationship to food. You shouldn't feel any guilt or shame related to your food behaviors. And that's a pretty big one, right? Because I think a lot of us, again, we have been taught if we eat foods that are not as nourishing or we eat quantities that maybe feel, you know, heavy or we feel extra full, it always automatically leads to like guilt, shame. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't eat this. This is so bad for me. There's so much that is attached to food choices. So any of that is a sign that your relationship to food is unhealthy. What we would actually want is to have a relationship to food where no matter like what you eat, there is no guilt or shame. It's just curiosity over judgment, right? That we understand that all foods fit, that we're able to make the decisions based on our needs, on what we want, how we want to feel, all of these things. But shame is just not part of the equation. Like it's not on the plate. It's not an ingredient. It's not something that we do. The second piece that you are sign that you may have an unhealthy relationship with food is that if certain foods are like off limits or foods that you're, you just can't buy to have in your house, if there are some foods that you feel like you just can't buy them, can't have them in the house, shouldn't be in your cupboards because of the fear potentially of losing control, that's another sign that our relationship to food needs some work. Again, when we think of a healthy relationship with food, The goal would be to be able to be surrounded by all foods and still be able to make that decision based on what we want, what we need, how we want to feel, all of this beautiful balance. But if we feel like we need to have foods that are off limits or limit access, it's really an indication, again, of the relationship that we have with food. All right. Another indicator (laughs) that our relationship to food is maybe not where we need to be and this one may be a little bit controversial because I, I don't think I've ever really spoken about this, but is if we consistently overeat all of the time. If every time we have food, we eat to a point where we are overly full, where we are maybe physically feeling unwell, where, um, yeah, we're just constantly passing point of satiety, that is also an indication that we may want to work on a relationship to food. So I believe that, you know, overeating happens, that we will eat past point of satiety, that fullness happens. And as humans, that will continue to exist. But if at every meal we are having maybe a hard time understanding our cues of satiety, or maybe food is starting to play a bigger role, right? 
we're no longer eating for physical hunger, but maybe a lot more emotional hunger or mouth hunger, that is also an indication that we may want to work on our relationship with food, right? There is nothing bad again with overeating or eating fast food satiety or emotionally eating. It's the consistency of the behavior that we want to look into. So if it's something that we feel that we're consistently doing and we have a hard time being able to listen to our cues, then it's definitely, definitely, definitely something that I would consider to think about. Another big indication indication that we need to work on a relationship with food is that if our food choices determines if we've had a good or bad day, right? If we get stuck into like, today was a good day because I ate X, Y, and Z food versus today was a bad day because I ate X, Y, Z food. That's another indication that our relationship to food need works, right? What we eat should not determine how well our day is, right? We're probably attaching way too much value to our food choices instead of maybe other things in our life that makes a good versus bad day. Other things can be more in the how we eat, right? If we are afraid of eating in front of other people or afraid of eating by ourselves, or maybe we just feel a lot more judgment and shame when we are eating with other people, right? Or maybe it's the speed at which we eat. If we feel like we're constantly um, eating foods really, really, really fast and not being able to taste foods. Anything that has to do with the way that we eat that may not feel aligned is also something that we are going to want to think about when we think about the relationship with food that we have. And then the last piece that I want to take about to, to think about and talk about is when we play Tetris with food, right? If we are planning foods in a certain way before an event to make sure that we have space for that event, right? I actually heard this over the weekend. I was out and I heard one of my husband's friends talk and he was saying something along the lines of like needing to save his calories throughout the day because we were going for dinner. That is very disordered. (laughs) If you feel the need to save your calories or play around with your food or eat more here or eat more there, earn or compensate for anything is again a sign that we have some disordered eating patterns. Right? We shouldn't have to play Tetris. Our food should not be that complicated. Right? I really do believe that there needs to be thought behind food and how we eat and it can be really really supportive for us in terms of, you know, making sure that we have enough and our body feels safe. But it's very different when it's going from the place of restriction, compensation, or having to earn food. Those are all big no-nos that have been very much normalized by diet culture, right? Like we hear this all the time, saving up for this. And I know I grew up that way with my parents where we couldn't have snacks in between meals, right? Because you didn't want to spoil your dinner. This is a way that we stop trusting ourselves, right? Over time, we're hungry and we tell ourselves that we can't have food or we should micromanage the way that we eat. But it's really, really unhelpful. What we want to be able to do is to have a relationship with food that is just a lot more easy, where we never need to save for food. We never need to overdo it with food because food is always present. Food is always there. Food is good. Food is joyful. Food is pleasurable. Food is just, you know, what empowers us to live through our days. And then we can kind of move forward without overly thinking about it. 
right? And if you find yourself always thinking about food, it's always on your mind, what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, or maybe even having a lot of pride when there's days that you eat less or feeling really ashamed on days where you eat more. All of that are signs that we are, we could consider <laughs> looking at a relationship with food. And you may be thinking like, okay, I relate to a lot of these things or a lot of these things that I do. What now? What do I do with this? And like, what's the point of changing? Well, I want to start by saying like, there's so much benefits to healing your relationship with food. I recently did a post on Instagram where it's like three things I regret about food and like nothing. There is no regrets because when we heal our relationship with food, I really believe that everything gets to change, right? Like the way that we operate on a daily basis, the way that we get to show up when food is no longer an issue. I just want you to imagine that for a moment. If food was no longer an issue, what would be different for you? If food felt easy, if you felt so confident in nourishing yourself, you felt so empowered with food, you didn't feel ever out of control with food, what would be different for you? How would you show up differently? How would you connect with your loved ones differently? Everything changes. Everything changes when we change our relationship with food because, I mean, we're human. We need food multiple times a day, every day. So if that relationship is difficult, everything becomes difficult. So the benefit of healing your relationship with food is that life gets to be simpler and better, more empowering, more aligned, right? We're not stuck in the shell anymore. We really get to shine bright, to shine brighter, right? And stop letting the fear of food or the constant battle with food just kind of control our, our days, our lives, basically, right? And if you're thinking about doing this work, or if you're like, yeah, it's the end of January, this diet didn't work again, or I don't want to do this, or I'm already feeling fed up with dieting, I would invite you to join our free event that's coming up. So in February, one, two, three, so February 1st to the 3rd, I will be doing a free event where we're going to talk about emotional eating and repairing our relationship with food. I highly suggest you join it. It's free. It's over three days. Every day, you're going to learn a few of my strategies around emotional eating, and you're going to get a wonderful, beautiful workbook to help you implement some of the work. And the goal of this is to start shifting, right? I really want you to be able to enter this workshop and leave by the end of the week with a few tools, a few things that you're going to be able to start doing to really heal your relationship with food, start to see some shift and start to see how freaking amazing it can feel when food is no longer an issue. So if you are interested in joining, you can go to www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash workshop to join us for the workshop that is coming up. And if you are ready to do this work and you're like, okay, I don't want to wait two weeks for this free workshop. The Balance Program is open for enrollment. So you can join us inside our six-month group program where we literally do this work every day with our clients. So in this program, you're going to have access to me. We're going to work together for six months, but you're also going to have access to the guilt-free eating method, which is the method I created that has been proven, that has been utilized over the last three years with clients to support them through the healing journey. So if you want more information on the program, go check it out. It's www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash program. And I will invite you to join us and start this process. All right. Well, on that note, my friend, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was helpful for you to kind of go through maybe some of these normalized red flags 
and hopefully you're going to be able to start seeing some shift in your relationship with food. On that note, my friend, I will catch you next week in the next episode.